From the palatial Mars Studios, in the barony of Westermark, Principality of the Mists in the Kingdom of the West, I'm Countess Kettley, and this is Kettley's SCA Podcast. <laughs> you know, I meant to record a lot more from Miss Sinagua War. It just turned into one of those events where you're too busy relaxing to do anything else. Luckily, I did get some great stuff from Dougal Prize to help fill things in. Oh yes, that does mean more dirty pirate songs. First though, we'll start very official with His Highness, the Prince of the Mist. Oh look at they're oying just as I turn on my recording thing. Dude, you're all sweaty and stuff. What's going on? Approximately twice a year, the Mists and Sanagua meet up somewhere and fight. And who are you? I'm the Prince of the Mists. I'm Antony. <laughs> Oh, your highness! Can you tell me how you met your lovely lady princess? At, uh, at Penzik, at a great war in the east, at an encampment called Vlad's, where they throw parties. <laughs> I don't know how many of the details her highness would really like me sharing, but I mean, <laughs> we, could, we could safely say uh, that Helga introduced us, my wonder twin. <laughs> Oh, it is it is a delightful (laughs) story that is honestly best told after dark and the presence of of Helga and her highness. That way Helga and I can tell the story in its in its full glory and her highness can smack us both on the nose when we need to tone it back. How did you propose to her? At the time I was elevated to the chivalry, I was also the king's champion of the East, and I begged a boon of my crown and asked them to uh, allow me the time in their court during my elevation to propose. As they stood up Kiar to put the belt around my waist during the ceremony, they read a scroll that I had prepared, which was to throw her off target and have her pay attention to the queen so that I could sneak on up behind her uh, and take a knee. And, uh, and that was how we did it. It was, it was pretty cool. What event are you guys going to be next? Kingdom ANS is next weekend. And then the week after that, we will definitely both be attending Mist's Coronet. <gasps> where the winner gets to become the heir to the Mists and step up as prince in November. You're doing something kind of cool with the tournament. What are you doing? Being a, I'm going to say a non-traditional weapons format fighter myself, right? Um, uh, I'm a a glaive guy. That's what I love. Um, uh, I really, really value weapons depth. I love seeing people pick up everything. Uh, And even when you don't know what you're doing with it, getting two people who don't know how to use a weapon to get out on the field and just laugh as they flail at one another sometimes is a, is a joy. It's a really good time. Um, so we're having a, a weapons depth coronet. Basically, every round you have a specified weapons format to fight. People will need to pick up glaives. They'll need to fight single sword. They'll need to fight great sword. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm really, really excited to see how that, that changes who we see in the semis. We've got the songbird on the podcast. Hello, songbird. Hello. I am Ciela Thor's daughter, and Kiffy calls me the songbird. Other people do too. <laughs> you were an auntier? I was. My husband and I went up to Ontario Crown for the very first time. We had never seen one. And it was such an amazing experience to see how another kingdom does, like, the biggest tournament of the year. It was so cool. Tell me the story of what happened. Yeah. So we were very kindly hosted by Baroness Driffa of Ontier, um, who is an amazing lady. So on Sunday at their crown tournament, they have uh, several championship events, one of which is their equestrian championship. And I have been to equestrian championships here in the West before. I have to say, Ontier, um, I think 
uh, perhaps they, they just they had such amazing participation uh, they had I think eight writers um, and all of them had this beautiful barding and one of the things that these writers were scored on was the pageantry part portion of their introduction and I got to be part of Drifa's pageantry portion. She was a little nervous in camp when she heard that pageantry was the the big portion right? little bit (laughs) make it awesome well I said I don't know I could write you a song if you want and she was like you would do that then I was immediately terrified because I'm like huh (laughs) no pressure I need to to write a song in 20 minutes all right cool Um, but she had a wonderful herald and she and her horse Rhodey came in her herald preceded her followed by two little girls who happened to be wearing beautiful purple dresses part of her uh, her heraldry and then I sang a little song that I wrote in 20 minutes Witness this warrior, this daughter of Ontier, ride like the west wind and greet her with good cheer. Rider of Stromgard, pearls upon her hair, roadie companion, her friend beyond compare, azure and fire, champion and steed. Teriffa stands ready to answer Ontier's need. I will admit to almost falling asleep being serenaded to in the camp of the Argent Angels at Missinagua War. You know, the Argent Angels have always been this really cool group I've admired. I was very lucky to chat with some of them at our Principality War. Yeah. What's your SCA name? Myrick Penvold. And you? Helgi Olfsen. Um, you guys are part of a pretty awesome group, right? What, what group are you part of? The Fellowship of the Argent Angel. <laughs> Sometimes they're more awesome than others. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I only hear word fame. When I first started in the SCA, I heard about the Angels and it was like a big deal. Do you have, know the story, the history behind your group? Uh, I guess that would be me. I'm one of the original nine founding members. Um, we were disillusioned with some other groups that we were had been a part of and decided that we wanted to form our own thing and have it based on chivalry. There's a website that you can go to to actually read the charter that was written 24 years ago, I think it is. And it's basically a chivalric brotherhood that is dedicated to uh, reading history and learning uh, as much as we can about the time period between the fall of Rome and the advent of the Age of Exploration. Who founded the Arja Angels? Uh, there was nine. Okay, let, uh, okay, help me count. Let's see. Uh, I got me. Me. Obadiah. Obadiah, Torfin, Colbert Sorensen, Steve Green, Alden, Alden, uh, Wheeloff of Welferding, Gareth of Crawford, Kayla. That's it. That's nine. Who's the craziest of you? You know, we uh, we kind of pass that around a little bit, uh, usually Torfin. <laughs> How often do you guys get together? What's your thing? Well, interestingly enough, today we are gathered because we're having our yearly meeting. At least once a year, most of us get together and we have a, a meeting. We basically we vote on whether or not we're going to be doing another event. Uh, we think about uh, membership, and it has to be unanimous for anybody to get into it, so it's and My- Myrick's the newest, is that right? Newest angel, but not the youngest, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Definitely the prettiest, though, right? Yeah, I don't know about that either. He's not my type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Argent Angels, a, a great group, a real integral part of my kingdom. Right now, we go back to the Ducal Prize event, an event full of music and fun. I featured it on last week's podcast. And we're going to transport ourselves now 
into the mind of a bard. My SCA name is Ebony Punslayer. Do you have any titles? Duchess. I'm a mistress of the laurel. Oh, last night we were here at the Ducal Prize tourney. There were competitions um, in the Bardic competitions. Uh, We had four different competitions. We did a competition where we performed other people's works, which was called Tooting Someone Else's Horn. I performed in the Toot Your Own Horn one. I did a piece by Baldwin of Erebor. Oh, what did you sing? I sang Burden of the Crown. Wow, that's a song. Yes, it's a wonderful song. The battlefield is silent. The oh gosh, how did I just drop the words? The battlefield is silent. The something something on. Though I will see the sunset, I'll not live to see the dawn. The leaves have ceased to rustle. The birds no longer sing. All nature seems to wonder at the passing of a king. And it goes on about how he is handing his crown to his son, explaining to him the incredible weight that goes with it, and asking his forgiveness for giving him this at the end. Who's the bard that wrote it? Do you know them? Um, his name is Baldwin of Erebor. Erebor sorry. Um, he has been around for a very, very long time. This song was sung at least by AS20. I'm probably earlier. I have met him. I had the chance to actually sit and sing with him once in Kaid, baronial step-up of Bordeaux. Thomas Bordeaux, right? And his lady, Angelina. Thomas said, oh, you guys are all bards. Go talk to each other. <laughs> and sort of threw us together. And when I figured out I was actually in the company of Baldwin, that was just sort of like, you know, fangirl squeeing. Um, <laughs> so you consulted with your partner in crime? Lee Radolph of Padgham. And you figured out the words? Yes. The battlefield is silent. The day is growing long. Or is it the shadows growing long? It's all right. Now we're right. Now got it. Okay, we'll try it again. The battlefield is silent, the shadows growing long. Though I may view the sunset, I'll not live to see the dawn. The leaves have ceased to rustle, the birds no longer sing. All nature seems to wonder at the passing of a king. Here we are in the kitchen again. (laughs) What's your SCA name? I'm Gwenwen the Silent. I live in the province of Golden Rivers. I play in the Shire of Thistletor. I'm a Viscountess, a Mistress of the Laurel, and a Mistress of the Pelican. Yes, I have a wonderful staff, and we are feeding the Ducal staff all weekend. What do you find is the most important thing about leading a group of cooks? Being able to listen, to communicate well, and to organize a team effectively. Who's your team? Patrick Mahmahuna, Gwen Quithaplier. He's always on these podcasts. He's everywhere. <laughs> he is. Uh, Anastasia Grinstead. Oh, she's everywhere. And Bridget O'Connor. What a fun staff you have. My staff mm-hmm. have been fabulous. I have absolutely no complaints. <laughs> How, where have you been sleeping? What is your camp like? My fighter and a friend were camped next to us, camping with my protégés, my apprentice, How did you find these protégés and apprentice? Like, how does that happen? Okay, so Bridget was part of my Even Star family, Even Star Keep, and she was about to leave for Meridies. 
and I had been intending to ask her and hadn't gotten around to it and a few weeks before she left I popped the question. <laughs> Patrick's also mine and he's just part of the family. My latest apprentice, because now I'm a Laurel so I have an apprentice, is a youth combat marshal. I just mentor them as they need. Thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. I'm gonna go bug your staff for a second. Gwen? Yes? Always good to see you. It's great to be seen. Have you been translating any cookbooks lately, you genius? I have not. <laughs> I'm on a cookbook translation break. <laughs> it's, it's kind of nice, actually. What's your SCA name? Gwen. And, um, well, what kind of art are you working on right now? I'm sort of writing a cookbook of my own, maybe, kind of. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. I can't help myself. I love SCA kitchens. I do. Let's go back to Miss Sinagua War. We talked to two awesome peers about what it takes to be head of court. Well, and then we digress. Miss Sinagua War. <laughs> you guys fighting today? Oh, hell no. <laughs> What's your SCA name? My name is Francisco de Salamanca. And I've got a friend of the podcast. Tulia Lori. No, no, we actually are here for a day trip. We had to do a couple things. Uh, uh, my lovely wife, Margaret, is the head of court for Anton and Sky, So we had to go deliver a few things, bring some largesse. What is the biggest challenge that you found when you were the head of court? Delegation. Oh, it's really hard to delegate. When you know all the things you need to do and you're kind of a control freak, making sure other people know what you need to do and need to get done so you don't get overwhelmed and fall over and die, that's a really tricky thing, surprisingly. It really is. I've done a head of court a few times, mm -hmm. and it all depends on who you're head of courting for. There are some people who are very, very self-sufficient, and they're like, I do what I want. I'm going to go do this. And Versus there are other ones who are like, okay, we need you to be here. We need you to have pants on. We need you. That's important. It's like you want to be friends with the person who you're head of court for. Am I right? It helps if you're friendly with them. It helps if you actually really like them because things get really stressful. And it's really, really hard sometimes on everyone. And tempers can flare. You've always got to be able to take a step back and just breathe and think, you know, everybody's stressed out. And just to try to make sure everyone else, even though you may be stressing out like crazy, that everyone else is at least aware of a general plan. And everyone who needs to be where they need to be is where they need to be. The other issue is that as head of court, you're either in or hearing about a lot of the politics and drama, and you have to be able to assess what the royals need at that moment versus things that go, this can wait until after this court. All right, hypothetical dream world. Tulia has just won Prince of the Mist for you. Francisco. What? Okay. What are the qualities you guys are looking for in your head of court? Well, they'd have to be organized. Be able to listen to our ramblings hours on. Me and Francisco can get into some really, really random discussions. In your imaginary court, what are you going to wear up for your imaginary step up? Oh, well, something that she designs because she wish. I'm the costume model, yeah, yeah. so apparently I get to decide. In my perfect world, I, you know, I'm way into Slavic these days. Also, 13th century. 13th century. And you already do 13th century. I do 13th century Spain, but yeah. I, I can, I can yeah. go north a little bit. There. Yeah. So you better start practicing, Julia, if this is going to oh, happen. I'm so going to win for I really for want Francisco. this now. Oh, man. This would be great. 
I'm not sure if this would be a sober rain. No. No. Oh, God. Booze for everybody! While at Miss Sinagua War, I came upon the Baroness of Westermark and her ladies under the sunshade. We join that conversation now. Gianetta? Well, I live in Chamclair, but I've been adopted by Westermark, so. By the Baroness, so I can play with her. How did you find the SCA? Um, a friend of mine took me to a business meeting last year. <laughs> well, what about the business meeting made you go, well, this is pretty awesome. The people who were at the business meeting were like, you know, we've all kind of been that misfit person at other places. You know, we're here doing our own thing watching, but it's not our thing to participate in whatever's going on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, I do this or I do this and I'm the only one doing it. And they're like, no, 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 you will find whole groups of people doing that here. You like Ren Fairs. This is like the Ren Fair, but way more in depth. The month after the business meeting, Shamclair had their one and only small fight event. Mm-hmm. And I had fun there. How did you get adopted by Westermark? I went to Collegium. Hello. It's lady in waiting to the Baroness, and she introduced me to her, and they told me that I cannot day trip June Crown, I have to camp it, Yes. and the Baroness said I could camp with her, so... Baroness of Westermark is so troublesome, and you're her lady-in-waiting, so you know about it. It is quite troublesome, always has been, and probably always will. What has she been up to today? What kind of trouble has she been getting into? She's been tying people in knots left and right. What? (laughs) Knots! What are you guys making? Kumahomo? What is this? This is finger loop braiding. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Bye. I did promise Dirty Pirate songs, and I've got it. In my opinion, just as integral a part of the SCA as the king, the queen, or the knights, it's the pirates. This is Bree and the crew from The Outcast. Ring ding 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 Nope, that's not the end! That's not the end! The Scotsman now is still clad and killed, continued down the street. Had not gone ten yards or more when a lassie chanced to meet. She said, I heard what's under there, now tell me, is it so? He said, reach your hand up, miss, if you'd really like to know. Ring the fiddle with a lie, yo! Ring the fiddle with a lie, yo! Reach your hand up, miss, if you'd really like to know. She reached her hand under his skirt, and much to her surprise, a smile came to the Scotsman's face, and a strange look in his eyes. She said, why, sir, that's gruesome! And then she heard him roar, if you reach your hand up once again, you'll find it gruesome more! Ring ding diddle yo ring da diddle yo reach your hand up once again, you'll find it gruesome more! From the Palatial Mars Studios, in the Barony of Westermark, Principality of the Miss in the Kingdom of the West, I'm Countess Kettley, and this is Kettley's SCA Podcast. <laughs>